Pat and Stu. Hi. And of course the, uh, well, that no, right there. Don't right there. Stop pointing at the cameras. <laughs> stop it. That is not funny. It hurts me when you do it. It hurts. It hurts us physically. Like it? No, I don't like it. Even just that quick. Are you going to turn your microphone on at some point during the show? Even just that quick. <laughs> Maybe you can turn on your mic so at least we could hear you're what you're babbling about. This is, you're so man. irritating. Uh, and then people oh, wonder again. They wonder. No, they wonder. They wa- how can you wonder? Well, they do wonder. Look at that. Why we are so nice to him, and I can't answer it. I cannot answer it. I will say that. But they do wonder. They do, they do well, wonder. They wonder. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about this? I, I, have you turned at all on this United yeah. Airlines story? I will say I've, I'm now a, a United Airlines biggest fan. I, I've turned into that uh, over the past 24 hours. I will say I am not there. No, you're not I'm there. Really? Not Has it there. turned you at all? The coverage hasn't turned you at all? No, it's the, so irritating. I, I don't like the guy, the doctor, because he, yep. he whined and screamed like a little three-year-old girl. And I, I, I it's just... I hated that. It's really irritating. It's really... Scr- and you know what the thing is? pathetic. The media, when they're doing it, all they're doing is playing is screaming because it's the only dramatic moment of the stupid right. thing. Well, and the girl, the woman... And the woman going, Oh, oh my God! God! What are you doing? <laughs> Why don't you just shut up? <laughs> I, I, I'd want her thrown out next. I definitely yeah. turned. I, yeah. I really... I've, I've I become... want to hate the airline so bad. I want to hate them. I, the I do. I do hate the airline. And, I, and Munoz, what is, the what CEO... What are you doing kicking is... people off a flight they already paid for? Stop it. I will. I will Stop it. I will say, because people are beating up United on the uh, on their statements, and one of which they said, our, um, our employees uh, performed by, through policy or through procedures. Yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, really, the person you should be mad at Overall, I mean, yeah. yes, the flight policy is bad, but the yeah. only reason this is a story is because he got when he got pulled out of the seat by the police officer, he hit his head. That was not a United employee. They said, "Look, we need this guy off the flight." But I mean, the brutality mm-hmm. of his departure was not United Airlines' fault. Yeah, um, United Airlines had a, has a dumb policy that they should have executed completely yeah. differently. Um, but I mean, the, the real drama here, really, uh, people should be mad at the police. Not at uh, United Airlines. United Airlines was the one that caused that, and that is that is one side of it. But I would think that more people are like, why would they remove him like that? Um, I think uh, the removal in and of itself is pretty much indefensible. Though, uh, again, you just need to freaking up the offer. And and, and yeah. someone some you know the the joke going around the internet is well, there's five, they got they lost five hundred million dollars in valuation today because of the stock drop. And they're like, they could have offered him $499 million and still been ahead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's not true. That's not how these things work. Um, wow. But it is kind of a funny observation. Uh, but I will just say, like, between him, now they're saying that, and I, do you think this is over the line? I'd be interested in your take on this. Because now what's happening, and this is what happens with all these cases, is now people are looking into the doctor, finding out that his, uh, he had lost his uh, license as a doctor, yeah. uh, finding out that he had all sorts of drug uh, problems. And, uh, with well, he his. wrote a bunch of... What? He, he wrote, the reason like, he was suspended is because of the, pre- the over-prescribing of painkillers in Kentucky. Right. And again, like, oh we're my in the middle gosh. of the, an opioid really? uh, issue yeah. nationally. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know. Like, 
I think a lot of people are rightly saying, well, that has nothing to do with the Jeffy's story. Jeffy's giving Why the guy a call right now. Yeah, Jeffy has is, uh, He's already... No, I don't go to Kentucky anymore. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but a lot of people are saying, well, this has nothing to do with it. I mean, don't try to distract us. No, with but is he not a doctor guy. anymore then? Did I guess he lose he, his license? I think he got his license back. I think back. he got his license back. But they're also, well, that's why he's flying coach. Because he was, yeah. he was booted he just out of won, his practice He won some money uh, playing uh, the World Series yeah. of Poker, though. They were showing pictures of him playing World Series of Poker. Really? TMZ had some shots of him winning, I don't know, 200000 and look, this is what happens when you're in the middle of one of these things. Is it right, though? I mean, should should obviously the internet and TMZ is going to do it. But oh, yeah. I mean, should should an actual journalistic publication be going into this guy's background to trash him uh, or find what he's done wrong in his life? I mean, that really has nothing to yes, do with the story because he was a little wuss cake. But he wasn't. Was, so. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're still you're still not on his yeah. side. Uh, I'm I'm not on his side, but I'm certainly not on United's side. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm somewhere I, in between because uh, you know he was he was pathetic to me yesterday. Uh, yes, so that's, that's, yeah. that and, hasn't and so, changed. It's the incredulous nature of the coverage that's pissing me off. It's like, okay, I get it. Let's let's boil this down for a moment, though, shall we? A guy didn't get on a flight and he got a bloody lip. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It's the whole yeah. story. And it's like, is it annoying? Yes. Have we all been they there? They didn't crush his um, skull. They didn't crush his skull. He they didn't, didn't die. stab him in the right. face. Yeah. I mean, look, he <laughs> ha- and by the way, the bloody lip was a mistake. Yeah. Quite clearly in the video, there's no way the cop was trying to do that. He was trying to remove him, and he, but he hit his head, and again... Which he was resisting. And he was resisting. However, and he and by the way, he's supposed to go when they tell him to get off. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, it's against the law he does not, not to. Mean, right, and it does not mean that he is supposed to get his face bloody, but that was a right. mistake. I mean, I'm not saying that United did nothing wrong. I think they are a bad guy in the story. Um, quite clearly. I, I That's th- the problem. It's an airline. Yeah, and, and then they're going to get beat up. And so many people have been there. Like, come, come on, I want to take off. Yep. Why did you book so many freaking seats? It's incredibly frustrating mm-hmm. to people. Of course, the airline, from the airline's perspective, it works out about 99% of the time. Sure. Someone will drop out. Absolutely. They will wind up being fine. <laughs> so the, I understand why it occurs. And remember, airlines are losing money like crazy. These are not people who are gouging you to, to to be the most profitable enterprise in the world. They are getting hammered all the time and going bankrupt every two years. It's not like they're over. I mean, which is why which is why they're the planes are so full and you know most of them overbooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they've cut down on flights. Mm-hmm. That's right. They're trying to overlap flights. They're hoping that people don't show up. All that. I mean, it, it all works to their. Advantage. They've made the flights more crowded. Yes, but uh, it's just like they put in more seats. So and and they have less flights. There's a there's a lot there's a lot there's only so much we can take. However, as Americans, that's correct. And the line is there's just when the coverage gets so incredulous and everyone's saying the same thing and everyone's so frustrated and it's just irritating to me. And I, I, I I don't know if it's a contrarian nature. I don't know what it is, but like when this starts happening, at first you know you're like, ah man, that sucks for the guy, but that's really the end of it. Like you know what should what should happen? What is honestly real should happen? He probably should get a, either a bunch of free flights or maybe some sort of, you know, certainly his medical bill paid if he's got a fat, he needs fat lip insurance. I guess he gets fat lip insurance, uh, you know, and maybe a little bit of a we're sorry and here's some some goodies for you. And you know what? We should all move on. That's about it. It's mm-hmm. about it. You know, I mean, it's they didn't do anything. Uh, you know, um, illegal. They didn't do anything um, uh, uh, necessarily uh, wrong policy-wise. What we see is a guy who gets injured by mistake by someone who doesn't work for United Airlines, and then United Airlines is su- is pretty bad with their PR response. 
I mean, this is not the biggest issue in the world. We've got freaking ships off this coast of North Korea. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the thing with the ships off the coast of North Korea. They can shoot down these missiles that North Korea um, has been firing into the water. So the, the, the belief is if they fire one of these things, uh, the Americans may shoot the missile down with, the, with what they have on board and then retaliate to the source of the strike, right, to knock out that, the, the missile installation or wherever it's being fired from, sometimes mm-hmm. mobile. Um, if that happens, they believe very possibly Kim Jong-un could go after North, uh, South Korea with maybe a nuke, but maybe just conventional weapons. If that happens, we are in the middle of God only knows what with China and nuclear weapons in play. The same thing with Syria. We're in a place where we're accusing outwardly the Russians from either just being incompetent or participating in a chemical weapons attack. And now they are saying we have to put air defense into Syria because we now need to shoot down whoever comes close to us because now we can't guarantee we might not bump into an American plane. These things are going on right now. So what the, you're the saying, guy who runs Exxon is currently talking to the Russians. So what you're saying is that what you just got done talking about, those three things, are more important than Dr. Tao. Yes! And getting his lip cut open in an airplane, resisting to get off. Thank you, Jeffy. That is exactly what I am saying. Huh. I know it's a shocking, shocking huh. turn of events, but this is, Weird. you know, and the other thing, too, is without that video, there is nothing. There is a blurb mm-hmm. in a local paper, and people are like, oh, well, I, wow, he should get something. And the United States would say, you know what? We had an incident with a plane. We apologize for what happened. You know, we're going to give this guy $90 of free pretzels on future flights, and it's over. But because there's a video, it's the same thing, by the way. This is the same mm-hmm. thing with uh, Ray Rice is a great example. Ray Rice, uh, you know, beats the hell out of his girlfriend and gets like, a nine-minute suspension until the video comes out from the elevator, right. and now he has never played another game. Career is over. Now, I have no mm-hmm. problem with his career being over for beating the hell out of his wife. No problem at all. However, that should have been the, 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 uh, the decision early. It's yeah. because the video all of a sudden makes these, things, these stories different. And uh, all day, I mean, Twitter has been on fire worldwide, especially they were talk, reporting today that China was even on fire because he's uh, Chinese. And so they were trying to uh, blame it on him being Chinese. Who was uh, China and their news reporters saying oh, that he saying was, was racist yes, against him, trying to hit that up, which is <laughs> agonizing. I'm glad to but, see that crap happens in other countries. Yeah, too. and then there was also uh, all day today on Twitter has been trending the hashtag New United Airlines mottos, yeah. which have been really good. There's been several that have been really good. I like, know, but this is the thing. All right, I got it. They have been funny though. Come Go on, ahead, give it. Uh, Bored as a doctor, leave as a patient. Come on now, <laughs> that's funny. And you thought the TSA was bad. We beat our competitors on prices and pass those beatings on to you. That's <laughs> good. New United good. Airlines models. Though our prices are unbeatable, we can't say the same for our passengers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Very solid. That's good. Very yeah, solid. those are good. So this says they only they were only offered an eight hundred dollar travel voucher. Big deal. I mean, come well, that on was now. before the yeah. That was not uh, after the incident. That was before the incident. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the other thing too is eight hundred dollar travel voucher. I did hear that. I'm they not had, getting off the plane for that. No, yeah, me either. Um, you kidding me? I did hear they no. have a maximum of thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Um, but why would you not get to the freaking? I maximum? know. Why not? Yeah. Why would you not? No, get I think to the I think was there. I think there was a maximum and or a time limit. Right. They were working on a time frame as well. I don't know. Well, get to the then. maximum before the time limit expires. Well, agree, right. Agree. Now, I don't right. know. Maybe you wouldn't have had anyone for thirteen fifty. Um, I know they said that one of the things was the reason what this guy got picked is because what they do is they say. Because he's Chinese. Well, first of all, they say, who are the Chinese passengers? And then yeah. Yeah. They, go to, they get rid of the yeah. uh, couples 
flying together. Right. They only needed one. Uh, elderly people and uh, unaccompanied minors. So it came down to, uh, or maybe it, was, it wasn't elderly. I can't remember if that was part of it. But they, they go to so they get that pile. A, you know, right. able-bodied working-age adults. And, uh, and you know, there's, so that is not 250 people or 300 people that could be on the plane or 400. It's probably 100. Um, still, though. And still. So we have a one, but again, you have a 1% chance of this happening to you, or 3% chance, I guess, in this case. And if it happens, you know, look, it sucks, and you should be pissed, and you should go right. and you argue at the counter and say, come on, you got to do better than this for me, and you've screwed me over, and you cancel a couple of doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but look, if you're, it if you're one of the people that were, took the bet and won, you're like, get off the plane. Well, look, you, didn't, you got forced into the bet. Um, but you well, all knew. That's true. The thing is, there was nobody else who stood up and said, you know what? Look, I could have easily just as well been picked. I see what's going on here. Well, let me just get off the plane. Nobody volunteered. Right. Nobody mm-hmm. walked up. Nobody got on their high like, horse oh for that. Oh, my God, why don't you just, how about, why don't you just get up and walk off the plane? Save this guy mm-hmm. from getting his head bashed in. How about that? <laughs> Again, though, it's, it's, it's all, it is, it is a big old overreaction. It's a big old <laughs> Internet age overreaction. I get that it's annoying. And the policy, look, we've complained about the overbooking policy being annoying for a long time. Um, it really is, and it, and as Pat points out, it is. They are essentially selling something they don't have. Yeah. Um. You know, but I hate that. I hate yeah. it. I hate the policy. Uh, you know, it's really irritating to me. But I mean, I think you know we can all just get over this one. You know, Doctor Tao will have his little lawsuit, and he'll try to get some money out of United, and United's employees will, and stockholders will get a little screwed over by this, and probably some management will lose their jobs, and you'll have the little fallout, and you can all feel good about yourself that you got some executive at United who had nothing to do with this fired. I guarantee some some executive is going to get you know get kicked out of his you know uh, six figure job because mm-hmm. a police officer on a flight that this guy wasn't on with a bunch of employees that he didn't hire did something that he didn't like. And, you know, I get it. We'll all feel like we accomplished something big that day. I know we'll all come together, united in our wonderful accomplishments, that we were able to do that. But, I mean, in reality, maybe we should just relax a little. Yeah. I mean, airline executives have been fired for less than that. Yeah. I, I, I think David Nealeman got screwed at JetBlue, oh. man. When, uh, did he get his, fired or did he uh, get... His company. Yeah, it was his company. He was the founder of the company. And he had nothing to do with that 11-hour delay. Of course not. He had nothing to do with it. But everybody blamed him. Everybody pointed to him. The board got rid of him. Somebody had to pay for that yep. because people were pissed off at an 11-hour delay sitting on the tarmac because, you know, it would be miserable to be oh, on a plane oh for 11 hours. Let him go back to the stupid terminal. I, you know, that was a weird thing. You know, stop the planes for a second. Let them walk back to the terminal. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you do that? Poorly handled. Poorly poorly handled. But that was the airport, those air traffic controllers. I mean, there was a million people involved in that. Not one of them was named David Neeleman. No. And he's the one who paid for it. Um, And, you know, he's just a nice guy. A guy who donated his salary to his employees. uh, And he's the one who pays? And then you got this douchebag from uh, United who's saying, well, the guy was disruptive and, and out of control. And no, no, he really wasn't. I mean, I didn't. The one thing I will say is we didn't see much video other than the one second he's being pulled out of this chair. You never know. What yeah, I don't know beforehand. if he, he could have been before. Yeah, he could have been doing but, something. And then he before. held up the flight even longer because he broke away and ran back ran in. Ran back in. Yeah. And that I is mean, disruptive. Come on. I'm that sorry. Uh, you're, he's lucky something Get, worse didn't happen to him. Can you run onto a plane when police yeah. officers are trying to restrain you? 
They, they, in a post 9-11 world, I know. Uh, that can that, get I mean, you can't, you're right. You can't even walk on a plane and look cross-eyed if they don't like it. You're, you're out. Have a nice and, get and, off. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, they can do that. Um, yeah. And now, look, I, I agree that that's not a lot of these policies are terrible. And the way they handled this one in particular is awful. I mean, it's t- obviously, obviously ridiculous. Y- you know, the idea that you would uh, sit there and, and especially when it's for your employees and everything else, every, it, all we've covered all this yesterday. It's a, they did a terrible job in handling this. But again, it is not the international incident. That it has been portrayed no, as. And this not. one, as Jeffy points out, is actually turning into an international yeah. incident with China. Unbelievable. It's a guy who freaking missed one flight. We've all missed flights. It's a guy who got a fat lip. We've all had fat lips. It's not that big of a deal. Now, I would be pissed off if I were him, and I would probably sue, and I would probably make uh, uh, you know, my $15,000 that he's probably going to get. And United is going to fire some people, and the stock's going to go down for a few days, which makes me think I should buy it. I did think about that today. I was like, gosh, should I just go buy mm-hmm. that thing? But I mean, it's probably... Mm-hmm. That's a good, the, that's a good uh, Until you get to the point where they start firing the executives, then, you, like, right before that is when you want to probably buy. Yeah. You know? And because yeah. there's... Look, this is not a fundamental problem here. This is, again, the guy... You've been on these flights before. We've all Mm -hmm. been on these flights before. 99% of the time, someone eventually takes the offer. I bet it's in in excess of 99% of the time. I bet it's almost every time. Almost every time, eventually. And if they have to pick someone to go off of the plane, well, you know what? Then uh, people get pissed and... And this is a uh, cost of doing business for airlines who, by the way, again, are losing billions of dollars a year. What they are saying is for us to even get a chance to get close to being uh, profitable, we need to overbook these flights. Uh, We need to charge large fees when people change them. They're terrible policies. We all hate them. But again, people aren't booking flights when they cost $100 more than they advertise them for. Mm -hmm. And so they're making that calculation. I mean, I, I don't like it, but I mean, it is the way that it happens. Uh, but I don't know. I, it's our internet outrage for the day. We all have to find something. We all have to go to the internet every day. We all have to get really pissed off at everybody else for being incompetent because we've never done anything bad. We've never done anything wrong. Nothing ever happened in our lives where we are responsible for something bad. It's only those people we see in the videos on the internet. They're all terrible. They're all incompetent. They're all awful. And thank goodness for that. For all that. I know. Thank God. Because, yeah. I mean, we're Thank goodness that we're, we're so good. I thank God we're yeah, so good. Right? Jeffy, mm. you can't say that, obviously. Hey, but- what? Uh, yeah, you can't say you that. Can't say that. But just, you're the, you're the one in the video. Yeah. You're like it's like it's like Breaking Bad in reverse. <laughs> I am the one in the videos. It's that way. <laughs> it's with you. Ah, triple eight seven twenty seven back is our phone number. A few stories we can get you up to date with. Uh, a little bit more important than perhaps what happened on a flight that you weren't on. Uh, in the days since President Trump ordered a cruise missile strike attack against uh, Syria in retaliation for a chemical attack on civilians, his administration has spoken with multiple voices as it seems, uh, seeks to explain its, uh, its evolving policy. But one voice has not been heard from. Uh, Donald Trump. Hmm. He, you know, the problem is that Donald Trump is very media shy. He does mm-hmm. not like to talk to the media. He does not like to get his opinions out there. Well, uh, if he was a president who did, like, social media, you know, he could tweet out some things and you'd understand where he stood on certain topics. But, yeah, yeah, you know, he, yeah, he does that. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, as various officials uh, have described it, the United States will intervene only when chemical weapons are used or any time innocents are killed. It will push for the ouster of President Bashir al-Assad. 
or pursue only after defeating the Islamic State. America's national interest in Syria is to fight terrorism or to ease the humanitarian crisis there or to restore stability. Uh, Comment after comment after, I mean, look at some of these. Uh, Tillerson said we uh, rededicate ourselves to holding uh, to account any and all who commit crimes against the innocents anywhere in the world. Sean Spicer right after that said, uh, if you gas a baby, if you put a barrel bomb into innocent people, he speaks just like Trump. I think you will see a response from this president. Um, uh, Tillerson, Spicer, what's her face? Uh, the UN, uh, Haley, Nikki Haley. Uh, they're all saying different stuff, and and I, it's hard to understand why they can't get a message, uh, even mildly clear, from this administration. Maybe uh, I listened to um, Michael Cohen. Is that his name? The uh, the Trump attorney, the guy who's you know harassing reporters, saying it's it's impossible it's to rape your wife. Horrible that douche. Guy, yeah. Total douche. On CNN today, and he's like. You know, I think the president will get will will be. You know, they're like, what should? Why are these people saying all different things? Well, I think they all need to say what the president is. is president's policy is. Well, what's the president's policy? Well, I think he'll say it. I think he'll come out and say it to the American people. But what is it? How are they supposed to say it if he won't say it to them? Well, I mean, I think he will say it. Why? Why doesn't? Why would Rex Tillerson not know the actual official position of the freaking administration? How do you not get a bunch of people in the room and say, look, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. This is why we're doing it. If you talk to the media, you need to be able to say the thing that we do. You don't have Nikki Haley saying one thing and Sean Spicer saying something else and Rex Tillerson saying something else. I mean, this is basic competence. And for some reason, it's, it seems to evade the entire administration. Have you forgotten who is at the head of the administration? Have you forgotten? This guy right here. That, that's the guy. This guy. That's the guy. I like this picture quite a bit, and I want to show it to you if you can see it's it. Interesting. This is from uh, 538.com, I believe. I think it's 538. Um, and if you kind of see the back of the head, is, is Donald Trump's hair. Who's the front there? Who could that be? Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. Um, and the title of the article and what they're talking about is uh, the uh, Trump is the latest president to follow the path from isolationist to hawk. That's the same thing that happened with Woodrow Wilson. He came in as an isolationist. Woodrow Wilson, FDR, Mm -hmm. every progressive down through time. LBJ, you can make a case of LBJ because he enmeshed us much more deeply into Vietnam uh, than did Eisenhower or JFK. And so, I mean, they just keep doing it. They just keep doing it. These progressives who always say, oh, we don't want war. I don't want war. We're going to keep America out of war. First thing they do is get us into war. It's the first thing they do. So... They're liars. They're liars and scumbags. And so uh, it's not much different with this progressive president. Wow. <laughs> you know, Back up to I, you, uh, but, I got a little harsher than I uh, uh, even intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, North Korea is a little harsh as well, the way they're dealing with us. Uh, I don't know if you know this. They are ready for any mode of war desired by the U.S. Of course they are. They any are. mode. Whatever mode you can fight in, we'll fight in better. Because you know North Korea is the toughest kid on the block, Do you think sure. uh, people are saying that he finally is getting the idea that someone might try to take him out because of this? I don't know. He's, I uh, don't think... Uh, look at him. Look at him. I mean, he's just too stupid. He's just butt stupid and crazy. And thinks he's God. So, yeah. you know, basically he's going And to, so did his dad, right? Remember the stories yeah. about his dad shooting an 18? Yeah. <laughs> First time he ever played golf? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he got a hole in one on every hole. 
And that's actually the highest uh, score Jeffy has ever received as well. That's, but he could only count to 18. Right. So, that's, that's a different uh, deal. That's a different deal. <laughs> um, but this guy, I think, is crazy enough to think that he could take us on. Do you think it's, I mean, irrational or over the top? Because I don't want to go over the top here. But do you think it's irrational or over the top to go to war with Kim Jong-un over his hair? No. Is that, because um, I mean, no. look at it. Or it his really, fat little cheekies, either. A little cheekies? Yeah. I think we could, either one of those is. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, look at that stupid hair enough. right there. Zoom in on that hair. Zoom in on that hair. What right is there. that? Look at that. See it? See it? Stupid hair. That's stupid you hair that and is? stupid that's, cheeks. That says. Hair and cheeks. I'm the crazy man in North Korea. That's what that hair says. I'm crazy guy North Korea. That's what it says. Now I'm in his ear. Ick. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, he's a, he, I, Kim Jong-il was crazy. Kim Il-sung was crazy. They're all crazy. Um, but Kim Jong-un is the first one I really believe might actually launch a nuclear weapon against South Korea. What did you think of some young boy? Which one? <laughs> Not going to answer that question. <laughs> so I'm going to answer that and win. Yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, golly. That's just fun, right? That's just, that just fun right there. Was it? Uh, Republicans now support... Uh, th- I love this story. Republicans now support, you're going to love this, many Obamacare provisions. Great. Of course they do. Why? Because the president does. That's why. That's why they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in stark contrast to the opinions they held in 2009 and 2010... Now they're all over this thing. Uh, require health plans to provide coverage for children up to 26. Well, that what I think it's if, if I'm reading the poll right, is it 26 now or is it? I think it was 25 in 2010. Now it's 50. So it's gone from 25 to 50 on that one. Am I wrong on that? Am I reading the poll? Uh, right? I was the 26 is the number of, the, of their age. Uh, I was. Oh, talking I thought you were going to the poll. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to get. But I think this is the. Is this the issue? That they're supporting? Yes. So the issue is... Yeah, so we, keeping issue- your kids on until they're 26. Yes. Right? So the the poll says it was... It was 25, now it's 50. Yeah, 25, now 50. Doubled in support. I mean, that's... That is nuts. How many times how did we say that, this? How did that happen? Well, how many times did we say it? The issue is, once you freaking pass these things, even Republicans get on board with them. Ask them I, how they feel about Medicare. I'm, Ask them how they feel about Social Security. Ask them how they feel about Medicaid. They all freaking support it in overwhelming numbers because the principle goes away when the free money shows up. I don't know how many times we said it in 2009, but we said it a lot. Said a, a lot. lot. It, this, that, that's what's going to happen, and here it is. Yep. Here it is, right in front of our fat faces. And, we, um, and they are fat. And they are fat. Uh, also, the uh, percent of adults who now support... Uh, the health care provisions uh, require all insurance policies to provide a minimum package of benefits. Now, this and is, and that's, that's the thing, by the way, that the Freedom Caucus was fighting to get out mm, of yeah. the uh, Republican bill. That's risen from 41% initially to now 66%. Among, 66% among Republicans. of Republicans. Yep. Republicans. How about uh, provide, providing a subsidy to help people with incomes between twenty-two and $44,000 per year uh, to help afford insurance? That was 36% in 2010 when they were trying to it pass this 36, bill. 36. Now, now? 62. It's almost doubled. All these have mm-hmm. almost doubled. Mm-hmm. Not quite in two, two of the cases. In mm-hmm. one case, it did double. Mm-hmm. The other two very nearly doubled. I mean, that is absolutely astounding to me. It, it, there is, I, I'm it, ashamed of oh. this party. You want to see something? Uh, let me give you something else that's going to shame you on the same exact thing. Uh, if you uh, <sighs> give me a moment, this is incredible. Um, there's, a, there's another list here of 
Yeah, this is just one more thing because it's based on the last topic we talked about. Okay. Uh, uh, when Barack Obama wanted a strike on Syria, yeah, twenty-two percent oh, yeah. supported it among Republicans. Twenty-two <laughs> percent. When Donald Trump wants a, a attack on Syria, eighty-six percent supported it among Republicans. Now, look, I there. I think a little movement is okay on that number, right? Because a, this poll was taken after That's the attacks, four times, four times. It's Come on. taken after the attacks, so there's always a burst of back the president Come after on. that. And b, I think there is a legitimate. I think there's a person who says, you know what? I didn't trust Barack Obama to do this, but I do trust Donald Trump. I think that's okay. That does not explain that a pushes four it times. to what thirty or thirty or maybe five. Let's say forty will go crazy. It doubles eighty six percent. These things, I mean, this is the problem with not having any principles. I will say this, to, to defend freaking just, Democrats so on this. I continue o- to be stunned at this. When Ob- I know. When Obama wanted, it, uh, wanted a strike on Syria, 38% supported it of Democrats. 38% when, when uh, Obama <clears throat> wanted it. When Trump wanted it, 37%. Almost identical. They didn't move at all. Wow. Republicans went from 22 wow. to 86 so they stuck to their, their principle more than yeah. Republicans now, did. You could argue, right, Jeez. that they, when Trump got control, that number went lower, right? So if you would have asked them before the bombing, it might have been 17%. But then after the bombing, there's usually a surge of support for the president, so it goes mm-hmm. up to back up to the same number. Um, but, I mean, that, that's, that is not, those are not good optics. I'll say that. 36, not seven, good. That's terrible. It's terrible. That, it's Th- embarrassing. They should be ashamed of themselves. I know they're not. They don't care. And you know what? They I don't just, care. You're right. And you, but you know what? It's okay to admit that that is embarrassing. It's okay. You don't care. <laughs> Hello, Mel Gibson. A little Mel Gibson there for you. Wow, very nice. Uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so again, to give it to you, Democrats, 38 to 37 between the bottom 38 and the 38 to 37. From GOP, 22 to 86. Nuts. Uh, that's I mean, utterly that's embarrassing. Nuts. That it's is utterly that is embarrassing. Just uh, nuts. Yeah. And so there's more here on this poll, Pat. Is yes. Uh, Republicans for these particular health care reforms. Uh, first of all, having government, having the government Jeez. contract with private insurers to set up government sponsored low cost insurance for people who don't have any other health insurance. OK, mm. that used to be in 2009, 31 percent of Republicans favored that because it's a government program. Mm hmm. Now it's 59%. Unbelievable. It it doubled. Uh, Having a public option, which would allow individuals to purchase health insurance coverage from the government, that was 27%. It's now 48% among Republicans. Allowing people between uh, 55 and 64 to buy Medicare coverage if they don't have any other health insurance, that went from 48%. Okay, so it was pretty popular before. Now it's... 70. <laughs> 48 to I, 70. I, I just, it's, you understand the Medicaid thing and the Medicare thing because we've had it for so long. And people just think it's a right now. They just think we're, the problem, we're entitled to it. Uh-huh. And, and everybody just flat out believes that. And that's across the board. That's Democrats, Republicans, independents. It doesn't matter. We've had that so long. You can't get that away from people anymore. So the However, Medicare thing is somewhat understandable. But it's also a new entitlement. Yeah, I know. 55-year-olds did not get Medicare. That's not something they've had. This is a, an expansion of an existing program yeah. to cover how many but, tens of millions of new people. But let's remember who was responsible for the expansion of Medicare uh, back in 2004 uh, with Medicare Part D. That was 
George Bush, George W. Bush. And now everyone says that's part of what And they now owe. that's part yeah. of what they're owed. Um, and so you can't you, you can't do any you can't win on the health on I, the Medicare thing. I mean the public option was something so controversial that it didn't even get into Obamacare. And yeah. yet 48% of Republicans currently mm, support it's it. Unbelievable, man. I mean there's just I mean there's not a, I, an I, ounce of principle in that. I will say I, I I understand the Medicare thing because I saw what they pay for with my mother-in-law who just died recently. And at the end of her life, you know, for the last month or two when when it was it was too much for us to take care of all our needs, so we had to have people hospice had to come in. And and be there um, several times a day. And so they took care of all that stuff, like, you know, administering the things intravenously and all that stuff we, sure. we didn't feel qualified to do. And it was free. I mean, it wasn't free. But obviously, Medicare took care of it, uh-huh. but they just took care of it. I'm like, well, do we pay for the medication? No. Or do, do we pay for you to come in here, your hourly wage? No. Well, what do we pay for? Nothing. Like, Wow. I mean, you, you, I, I would rather pay because it's the right principle, but it's hard to say I wanted. To, I don't want to pay. No, I mean, that's not. pretty nice. Well, I you mean, know? of course you are, by the way. And of course I am paying for it. Because, <laughs> Got news for you, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> Check your I, tax returns. Yes. You are paying. And, and thank paying, goodness I at least got a little of that yeah, back. You're not only paying for your mother-in-law, <laughs> you're paying for thousands of yes. mother-in-laws yes. across the country. I, I, you're right. I understand that. It, these, those situations but are people difficult are, for families. They're just, um, we're, 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 it's the opiate of the masses now. It's, and, they and just take person, care of it for us. This is a policy named <laughs> after one of the most hated presidents of all time for Republicans, and they all flock to it as soon as the money comes. As soon as the money shows up, they all freaking twist and turn to support it. Now, if you called it Obamacare, they wouldn't support it. No, They wouldn't support it if if you called it Obamacare because then Obama would be attached to it. But these are just the policies that are in there, and uh, it's it's embarrassing. It's sad and pathetic. It's embarrassing. Again, do you you mean these things? Are you just having political attacks? And I think we know the answer to that at this point. Yeah, we do. I mean, I, you yeah, know, for most people, this is just about, hey, did the Yankees or Red Sox win last night? That's it. It's got nothing to do with what they are doing, whether the Yankees or the Red Sox are murdering people in the background to win. Who cares? It just matter. Did my team win or did they not? Well, no one has any principle attached which to Which was it, so. though? Did they win? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see this one. Okay. Uh, more patents, too, coming up in a sec. It's inevitable. The only thing they said they oppose is the individual mandate. It's the only thing that has... At least that. uh, I mean, is that the same? But they support the employer mandate, which is just as stupid. Oh, jeez. Oh, we can... Pat Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. You know what's coming up soon is uh, Earth Day. Yeah, that's our favorite oh, favorite day of the year. Love the Earth. It is the most beautiful holiday. It is. It is. It's a time when well, we're we're in love with the Earth. There was course. a time, Pat. I have to admit that I wanted to blow the Earth up. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought, really, you yeah, were one of those. I wanted to blow the Earth up because I thought you know. Who Did needs you want it? to poison children as I, well? And I wanted to poison children. Sure, sure. I wanted to pollute you the Earth. Water as dirty as possible. Oh I'm my sure. gosh! Like I chemical like, things in it and I toxic only like waste. Brown, muddy, yeah, yeah. T- toxic yeah. green. Water. I wanted I wanted giant corporations to poop toxic waste into every river. That's exa- I had that exact bumper sticker on my car. 
Um, and uh, but then I had an awakening. Then I found out about Earth Day. Yeah, I, I guess we're supposed yeah. to like the Earth, and now I do. And because I love of Earth it Day. now. I love it. I go way beyond like. I oh, love it. I love it too. You know, I just why, want to Pat? give the Earth a big fat hug. I love it because. Uh, it was created in such a wonderful way, uh-huh. in which to basically wipe out about eighty percent of the world's population um, was the goal of the first Earth Day. And I, I think you know, if we could have just That's done beautiful. that, beautiful. If we only could have done that, well, imagine because how great people it would are be. a virus on the Earth. Thank you, as you yeah. know, Stu. Now as you understand. You know. Thank you. Uh, anyway, NASA has uh, put the Earth up for adoption. So I'm very excited about this that. is what NASA. This is the kind of thing that NASA does now. <laughs> Screw that going well, to the a, moon thing. Not under Trump, though. This is an old story <laughs> under Barack Obama. OK, no, it's it's a it's a new story about today <clears throat> and today's NASA. Mm. They've sectioned off 64,000 individual pieces of the Earth to be adopted by supporters on their website. The pieces are about 55 miles wide and assigned randomly. Uh, it's kind of like naming a star or adopting a highway. It's one of those cute little things, and you don't really get to have that section, but um, you can you can adopt it. And then and, and, uh, NASA hopes to have every piece on Earth adopted by April 22nd. Once they fill up, they'll be reassigned to allow everyone the opportunity to celebrate their own little corner of the Earth. Isn't that wonderful? It is. Isn't that it wonderful? Is. Now we love the Earth so much, so. Um, uh, I think we've adopted part of the Earth, and uh, it's the Pat and Stu portion of the Earth. And what do we get? Here's a good look at it. We uh, are at wow. Not Jeffy. Jeffy didn't get to adopt. It's just me and Stu. What? Uh, <laughs> and so the ID number is forty nine three zero one. Wow, we did not get a good. We did not get any good real estate. We are uh, at seventy degrees. 70.55 degrees north, 16.46 degrees west. I and mean, we're off the coast of Greenland. Which, by the way, as you see in that map, quite clearly has, Greenland. has no ice on it anymore. Uh, as, as Al Gore, as, as Dr. Maslowski predicted. Uh, <laughs> well, part, well, some part of, his, of his, some of his, some of his, some of his suggests <laughs> suggest, not, that in, confirm, thumb, thumber, some, in the summer months, thumb of the months. summer month, mm-hmm. during part of those days mm-hmm. on some summer months, right. uh, the earth in some Wait. sections will be totally this is legitimate. Marissa got this for us. This is the worst part of Earth. Are we actually well, in by, the ocean? It's by, it's by random, right? I mean, so they, We're NASA north just of says Iceland? this is where you're at. <laughs> NASA does not like us. I, I think we got screwed on our little section right. of adoption here. <laughs> I will say, uh, luckily, uh, Pat, uh, NASA is one of the only agencies that received a budget increase under the Trump budget, and look what they're oh, doing. Oh, right. With it. And look uh, what they've done. Wow, look at this. That's they're, great. They, they're getting at us to uh, north, <laughs> north of Greenland. Come visit us. Triple eight seven two seven back. We got to go because oh, okay. we got the Jeff. I mean, maybe, oh, if, maybe if I was on the list, you'd have a bigger patch. Well, it would have been bigger, obviously. Uh, if they you thought you were going to uh, have to live on it, yeah. you, we would have gotten all of Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can. You most certainly can. I'm sorry, I didn't know we were. I did not know we were on. I apologize. <laughs> did you say that out loud? I think I. I Jeffy seemed to have heard it. Because so. I mean, I know we think it every day and try to. We try not to vocalize it, but I guess today you said it out loud. Just like why? I thought I was just thinking those thoughts, and then I thought, no, that's not what my thoughts sound like. 
And so <laughs> yeah, that was me. I was saying it. So, uh, Jeffy, it's amazing your thoughts don't sound like Stu. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. anyway, yeah, everything it's is caught on foot footage today, and uh, this special footage is for those of you that love to ride roller coasters, and I do. Uh, although you know, I, I do. There's issues. Can you with get on a roller guy coaster? Seating. Yeah. There's yeah. some. There's some wow. that have an issue. Okay. Yeah. There's some that have an issue. So. <laughs> There are issues, you know, sometimes you can't get on them. Does the track have an issue you know, with you? No, actually, think- and, and I will say that the, the fat guy seat on most of the roller coasters <laughs> yeah. is like the designer extra large shirt. Let it's me ask you this. really is the there, fat guy seat. In honesty, is there a fat guy seat? Yeah. There's a, the one up front is considered a, a bigger one. Really? And they... Uh, that would make sense, because you're going to get fat people on it, right? But, well, no, you're not, Pat, Except, do you remember what happened to that not, one Pat. fat person at... Uh, yeah, it unlocked. It was a, a, a Six Flags Over Texas. She yeah. fell out and died. Just that, couple, I think they what, just years settled ago. that case now, yeah. Oh, man. Really bad. Well, terrible. this guy, uh, we see this guy get... <laughs> originally, it was reported that he got hit in the mouth with this bird on the roller coaster. Okay. But uh, you'll see exactly what happens when it slows down. <laughs> That's pretty good footage, though. It's all happy. It'll make you think twice about keeping your mouth open. Oh! Oh! Oh, he's, oh, oh my oh. gosh. Uh, let's slow it down for you. And now, see, he thinks... <laughs> he gets back into but it. But he right? thinks twice. He closes his mouth. He thinks twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Let's funny. Slow motion. Okay, slow-mo. Whoa. See, it comes up on his neck. It didn't really get him in his mouth too bad. No. It just got him up on his neck like, what the heck is going on? That is weird. <laughs> Why isn't he flipping the... Get, I think the bird is caught is on him. Is he bleeding too? Yeah, the bird is probably caught on him because he's probably clawed him in his neck. Yeah, well, he's bleeding in his cheek. Yeah, well, maybe he did get pecked in from the... I mean, when I was raising pigeons... Wow, weird. That's no, weird. Oh, no. no don't don't go back to It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Don't let go it go. <laughs> just let it go. All right. What else? Yeah. I can't video. stop reading about the Alabama governor. I'm sorry. Uh, that's something I else. mean, there's all kinds of other stories we could talk about. No, this guy's 74 years old. The you Alabama think be, governor story you think is you'd tremendous. Be done with that, He's resigning. That age, right? I don't know. He's been in love. They've been having this affair with Rebecca, with his girl, Rebecca Caldwell Mason, for quite some time. It's he was married to his wife. For 50 yeah, years. Yeah, and he's been doing... Uh, and now she divorced him. Yeah, he's been uh, with the girlfriend for quite some time. Oh, oh seriously? Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the, the husband, well, I mean, she's been working for him for a number of years. I don't know the exact amount of years she's been with the governor, but it's been ongoing. I mean, there's like 3,000 pages of, uh, of the investigation oh, against man. him. With hundreds of texts. And the big thing was that he also used government resources. Right. Covered that's up. why. Right. Yeah. And that's why he resigned. So now he's but the re- husband of the girlfriend, yeah. I mean, he's all, he's like my amazing wife. She he's was standing married by, too? He's standing by her. Wow. He's saying, I, I wanted to share that Weird. I long ago resolved the personal issue playing out now for everyone this week. So wow. he, he already knew. That really does show you that men are better than women. <laughs> Thank you. A- Man, I don't know that that's what that says. That's exactly what uh, it says, Stu. You are, I hate to agree with you. You talk about a cuck-servative. Uh, <laughs> that guy. All right. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. Really bad, though. Wow. Yeah. That's something else. we got to get this uh, segment story. canceled, though. That's another yeah, yeah. thing to talk about. These guys are still Write on the air. What do you Write that no, down. we're going to break
It's uh, Pat and Stu. I'd be Pat. This is Stu, and over there is uh, uh, I mean, hello. the thing that ate Wisconsin. <laughs> I just I like cheese. I didn't say I ate Wisconsin. No, you ate most of Wisconsin. Most, most of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Is I think you left Eau Claire because uh, <laughs> you thought it was a Claire, and then when you got it, it wasn't, and so you you left that spit part. it out. Well, he, he ate it. Uh, he just spit it out. <laughs> uh, what do we have? By the way, talking about that, what do we have for spoons today? Uh, I don't oh, know. Stu. Some new kinds of chocolate. Really? We've got a uh, str- strawberry cheesecake chocolate and a chocolate sundae chocolate. Made by whom? Uh, Lint. Ooh, uh, Lint uh, is a good chocolatier. Don't we have like like it? A cheeseburger company or something? Okay, no. You could get a cheeseburger on your own. That is not what we have for spoons today. <laughs> okay, I was just checking. Okay. Whatever. I mean, you you know, here's another thing you could do. Is maybe with all of your vast knowledge of things like food, you could suggest an occasional product. How come I'm the well, one? Well, first always- of all, yeah, you're barking up the wrong tree with that, pal. I suggested bring spoon products into this program. I need to bring suggestions. Don't you turn and face this I'd guy next to you and ask him? And I don't hear him bringing up stuff. Stuff. Bringing that in food. Suggest yeah. food. Thank you. Th- stuff. I. How about that? How think about it? Milk. <laughs> I have no go go just milk. Good, Jeffy. Thank I you. have a recommendation for you, Jeffy. <laughs> uh-huh. um, there's a pool in Houston <laughs> that I think you should go to. You like, really? Look, you like, do you like to swim? I do. You know, hey, you like to go on vacation, right? I do. We I here fell in love. With, I fell in love with Houston. Yeah, Pat and Stu. Does he like to swim? That's He's right. the stunt double for mm-hmm. Shamu at yeah, SeaWorld. <laughs> I could tell you a funny old <laughs> joke about Sam over that. No, please. No, okay. Uh, so, but we know we give you a hard time sometimes, and so we have purchased uh, what? No, I know, I know. Uh, we have purchased a trip, a one-way trip for you to Houston uh, to go into. I gotta this get per- back by myself. You don't have to really worry about that because we want you to just go swim in this pool. Just give it a shot, see what it's like, <laughs> and then we'll we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, let's. Uh, here's the uh, here's the video of the pool. We, we don't want to plan to. too far ahead. Whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a glass bottom pool, 42 floors up. Oh, my God. There's it, no way. Is that like a. How does it go over the. Wow. It's a glass bottom. It's a glass bottom pool. <laughs> that's making me dizzy. Man. It's a glass. Holy crap. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could either. I think I could convince myself to do it. But That's, it would be hard to do. What building is that on? That's really... Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, let's see. It's the... Uh, you don't even know where it is and you want me to go there? Oh, it's actually an apartment an building. An apartment building. So I don't know how we... Wow, that's amazing. We that got you is an apartment. really cool. And it's also a way, little... if Jeffy goes swimming, that you're going to have a lot of water and glass on the ground, along with a big red splotch that people <laughs> won't be able to explain immediately. You should try it, though, Jeffy. Are you... Mm-hmm. Yes? Are you... I was going to say, if someone could spill something on you know, Sunday... Mm-hmm. Uh, toppings. It happens, right? Uh, who knows, happens. right? It happens. Uh, you're with me, right, Jeffy? Uh, <laughs> that's pretty amazing, though. I, that yeah, is. Wow. We talk about great footage. It, that, it make you dizzy? I almost fell out yeah, of my chair looking at I, that. I will say, I went to um, ah! uh, uh, Toronto. Uh, as you know, I'm a Canadian sports celebrity. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, as you guys know. Yeah, of and course. It was actually, I think, the trip that I caught the ball. Um, and uh, at, uh, during that trip, I went to the CN Tower, to the top of the CN Tower. Um, which is that? Oh, you know, they have that the, glass walk. Oh, they have no, a yeah. glass. They have well. They have a couple things. They have um, 
in, in the middle of it, they have a floor that's glass that you can walk out on, just like that. So it looks like that, and you look down. And it, it is so weird, because you know in your mind there's absolutely no problem. There were kids playing on it. You Still know low. there is no problem walking out there. But like your, it, it, your body doesn't like want you to do it. Yeah. It's like, hey, idiot, you're about to fall like 2,000 feet, <laughs> moron. Don't go out there. <laughs> but you're, you know that you can. Everyone's ever, you see other people doing it. And did you? Uh, I, did, I took a couple steps out. Like just to say I could do it, but I, I did not. I did not like spend any time because in like my head, it's like I'm not going to be the idiot fat guy who freaking makes this right. thing collapse. I know. Um, You'd want to. How be. many times have I told myself that? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they have that. They also have on the CN Tower uh, a place where you can kind of lean your head out and kind of look down. If you kind of remember that Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he's in the in the uh, the Sears Tower and they kind of lean their head down and they're looking straight down. But the worst one is they have. These harnesses you can put on. It's incredible oh. to see this. They have harnesses, and you go on the you go at the top of the CN Tower, and they you're holding a rope that's tied to like the top, and you go out outside, and you're leaning over it, so your butt is over nothing, oh, and your feet are just sitting on the top of it, nothing. and you're holding it like this. But you're not looking, and you're, you're not, walking you're around, leaning well, forward. You can look, and you look down, and let's say a thousand feet down is the top of the Sky Dome Gosh. or what is now the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play that huge dome uh, it's, it's we should actually uh, 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 we should actually find a, try to find a picture of that it's incredible because they have pictures because while you're at the Blue Jays game you look up and you just see these little tiny people just hanging over the edge of the CN Tower it's incredible uh, and uh, I, I mean that one's too ballsy for me I could not do that but this is, I mean, even this pool would be very difficult. Oh, man. To walk out like that. I mean, that, yeah. that looks tough. It'd be one, it be one thing to jump in and just kind of swim for a little bit, but then to just walk out it with, with eyes wide open. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, that's crazy. And, and they built it out over the street. Yeah. Incre- so it protrudes from the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be scared out of your mind. Look I'd that. like to see. Look at that. <laughs> I can't get over that. that is, that's some of the I, most amazing video. Wow. How come nobody's ever done that before? That's this must be new because look at that. And the only th- the only thing worse than looking down is being under it and looking up because people are really gross, and that's a bad view. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I'm seriously it dizzy. On what people. I could, I could almost fall out of the chair. <laughs> yeah. I, it does. I, I, it does. Yeah, it's be clear. It does depend. Uh, that's pretty amazing yeah. video right there. Uh, all right, we have some more amazing video for you. This is really cool. This is uh, from Ford. Uh, Ford has invented something very unusual, uh, but it's something whose time has come, I think. Uh, it's a crib that mimics a car ride. Check it out. You may be hearing some Spanish language programming here. Uh, it's because this is uh, Ford a, in Spain, right? Yeah, yeah. That's actually doing it. Made by the Ford Motor Company. Uh, there's a car to let us know what Ford normally does. Or, or cars are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of parents uh, obviously do that. A lot of, and I've had these situations where you have to take the kid out uh, when they're a baby to actually make them sleep. So why not try to simulate what happens in a crib? So it's a crib, and the speakers on top of it play down to the baby car, like engine noise. Mm-hmm. And then the bed moves like it's vibrating like you're in a car. Uh, and then the lights kind of flash on the side of it, like it would be if you're driving by a bunch of lights. Uh, it's really cool. An app records uh, your rides, and then you plug that into the crib. Uh, this is really a high-tech, very cool, very cool invention. 
Yeah, like, so they'll actually, I mean, you know, it's overkill, right? But the idea is that, like, if you go and drive your kid around the certain <clears throat> block you go on every day, and that's when they fall asleep, you can do that, yeah. record it with the app, the movement, and then it will replicate because it in the crib. As soon as you get the baby out of the car, of course, they wake right up, and yep. then you're done, you're toast. Um, and, I mean, if I would have had that with my first daughter, who wouldn't sleep because she had colic every night she was oh, up screaming... And the only oh. thing, the only thing that would calm her down is to put her in the car and drive around. And then, you know, sometimes she would go to sleep. I would have paid almost any price for that. <laughs> I don't know how much that thing is, but I would have owned it. If I had to take out a bank loan, if I had to sell my house, <laughs> I, would have, I would have purchased that crib. Is, I don't see anything that says what, uh, how much that costs, though, right? It's probably, is that like a thousand well, plus? Well, it's nothing. I mean, there's only one. Oh, there's only one. They're, they're That's not for right. sale. Um, they are. I, are I they think, going to be? I think they might. I mean, it's a, it's a good invention. It's, it's a it's, tremendous invention. Yeah, and it's one of those things that like looks like it would work, and then you'd put your kid in it, and they would not fall asleep. <laughs> It would you're probably right. You're, I don't you're know why, right. but like part of the reason they fall asleep is because you're awake driving aimlessly. That's why they're asleep. <laughs> right. The second you were to fall asleep, they would wake up. Uh, uh, well, also on the technology yeah. front, we have Plus, the... Plus, uh, I don't know. I've been in rooms that you just, you know, have moving beds, and they're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that good. <laughs> this is, You've been in rooms that, that have, have moving, moving beds. beds. Yeah. What Can you, can you hmm. tell any part of that story on the air? Well, sure. You put money in a machine and the bed vibrates. And they're not that good. I mean, I don't know why Ford thinks that's such a big deal. You're such a dirtbag. It's not necessarily for babies, though, is it? That bed could be for anyone. Yeah, sure. Now, Jeffy was dressed as a baby when it happened, but that's that's a whole other part Uh, of the story. Elon Musk is uh, ready to uh, test his Hyperloop One. this is pretty amazing. Uh, they have finished 500 uh, meters um, of the testing tunnel, <clears throat> situated in the Nevada desert uh, near Las Vegas, has a diameter of 3.3 meters. Uh, it is expected to run initial trials on the near supersonic speed train in the first half of this year. Hyperloop One um, announced the news along of 11 uh, with 11 proposed routes for superfast transport, all of which are in the U.S. Longest is Cheyenne to Houston. I mean, why, look, I why love would you Cheyenne. choose Cheyenne? I love you, Cheyenne. Because wow. of the property, right? you got to be able to build the stupid thing. I, I don't know. Maybe. Well, Houston. Yeah, is, maybe. I mean, would that be an easy place to build a Hyperloop? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, and so they, they think it would take 17 hours to go from Cheyenne to Houston. Instead, it'll be an hour 45 on the Hyperloop. 800 miles per hour. That is... Great. I mean, that's, that's going to, really you know cool. what? Cheyenne's real estate would, would definitely uh, go. Oh, yeah. Because uh, an hour 45 to get to your vacation home in Cheyenne, that's a game changer. Yeah, it is. Especially when not having to deal with a flight. I mean, However, seriously, you could live in Cheyenne and work in Houston or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, that's about my, that was about my commute uh, yeah. when we lived in New York. It was about an hour 45. I mean, we were happy with the, with the hour and 10 express. Yeah. Oh, God. Remember those days? Like, every once in a while, we'd, we'd pay the Amtrak tax. Uh, we used to call it the Amtrak tax because when we'd be running late and Glenn would have some meeting scheduled and we'd miss the train and we'd have to hop on for like $70 for one-way ticket on stupid Amtrak that would just go, it would be just fast enough to, to get there about the same time as the train we missed. But, you know. Yeah, because Amtrak had the right of way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So, so ridiculous. Um, yeah, let's see. I think we, let's, uh, maybe we take a break early here. Pat, do you have anything else you want to do out of the tech stuff? I, I mean, I, we've done a bunch of this lately. And, yeah, we uh, have. 
Uh, I, I'm still, I honestly wanted to do more of the uh, Alabama governor story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that. We need to drill down in that a little bit. Because I feel like when I'm 74 years old, I don't care, I don't care if, if the equivalent of Scarlett Johansson on the best day of her life came up to me. I think I'd just fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. 74. I could not disagree more. That, oh, my gosh. Really? Are you Even kidding you, me? Uh, seriously, at your advanced age, you don't still have any yeah. function <laughs> going on, uh, right? <laughs> that's what the pharmaceuticals are for. Ah, okay. okay. All right. I don't know. It just doesn't yeah. see. Uh, you probably get I feel like you get to that point where it's just not appealing anymore. Do you? I don't know. I don't know. You're the one who's 74. No, I'm not. you don't. Well, I mean, if, you're listen to old, if you do, are to listen to old people, usually they, that's what they tell you, right? They lose that desire. Uh, no, they, I mean, the, there's old people homes all over. Yeah, They're going crazy with sexual it's diseases SCDs, and yeah. everything. Well, I think sometimes it happens, and maybe sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, is there, is there, you, I mean you would know. I would, you know no, no offense, Pat. I would defer to Jeffy on the STDs, but uh, that is a big issue with older. Yes, it is. I just wanted to tell. I just wanted to tell you that you had sexually transmitted diseases. I don't right. much of a point beyond that. All that for that. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. Uh, uh, So Carrie Fisher, uh, you may know her as Princess Leia, the woman who kissed her brother. Uh Uh, She will be be in Episode 9 of Star Wars without CGI, which is kind of interesting. Uh, uh, The family has granted rights for Disney to use footage of her that was uh, actually recorded recently um, that will air in the finale, which I do not believe is the finale. The finale, because initially they announced, I remember this back in the day, when it was like Return of the Jedi times, and they were like, we actually, this is the middle three, and we have three before and three after, and then they were never going to make them. Finally, we got the prequels, and now they're going to do three after. But, I mean, let's be honest about it. They're going to make a billion dollars every time they release one of these movies. They're going to keep making them until the end of time. Yeah. Even with the spinoff, they made $540 or something like that with Rogue Rogue One. One. Yeah. 540 million. And the, the early Han Solo thing is, I mean, look, they're just making. Oh, the Han Solo thing will probably do better than that. Yeah, probably, because, I mean, Rogue One is a sort of nerdy uh, Star Wars, really. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you're not definitely. necessarily, like, you don't necessarily need to know how they got the plans for the Death Star. Right. That, which is what that movie is. Han Solo is a main character. What was he like beforehand? That, that's a big time storyline that yeah. you'd probably want to follow. That's cool. And that's going to be, as long as they don't screw it up, that's going to be a tough one to not screw up, though, because you know Harrison Ford. It's like you're not going back and, you know, whenever they try to make the, the character that you know younger see Anakin Skywalker, a lot of times things go wrong. You know, I, I, and who am I to give George Lucas advice on, on filmmaking? But uh, um, had he continued uh, w- within a reasonable amount of time, let's say within the five-year period of time after Return of the Jedi and picked up the story where he left it off with the original cast... That, I, I mean, I, I think that would have been through the roof. He would have made, of course he did anyway. But. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm torn on that because I think part of the allure of these new movies is they took, it, it looked like they had gone away for so long. Like the prequels were so big. It did make us hungrier it, for it, them. Yeah, probably. yeah. Yeah. And, and here again, I think. But he screwed up the prequels oh, so, bad. so badly. So badly. Just, That's why you, you actually are I mean, the what? type of person who should give George Lucas <laughs> yeah, That is true. Because I, I would not have, I would not have let uh, Jar Jar Binks slide. No. And the midi-chlorian talk would have been gone. It was not good. None it of them was were, stupid. None of them were good. Uh, there were moments in 
Probably the all of them. The third were okay. one is special. Well, yeah, like the, the second the first one too. had really good fight scenes. The first one had some good fight scenes. The second one had some really cool scenes, and the th- yeah. you know the really cool chase scenes and the the, scene, the planet of the you know this that was all city and there's a lot of stuff in there to actually like. Yeah. it's just 45 minutes too long of nothing, um, and, and of course a lot of the acting is terrible. And then you know I don't but know that's what Natalie Portman every one of them. literally just turned off her acting genius. Yeah, because she's because a good actress. She's a great actress. But she is not good she's in Star Wars. Really bad in all three of those movies, or two. She's in two of those or three. I can't remember. Two. Anyway, she's she sucked in them, and I'm sorry, Natalie, uh, for because or is it all? Three? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. At least two of them. She did die in. Uh, oh my God! Spoiler alert. Oh boy. I don't know. There's not one living human being who doesn't know that. <laughs> uh, not one. Um, uh, so <laughs> another movie that we've been talking about is It uh, from Stephen King, which, spoiler alert, is from Stephen King, and it's called It. Um, and there's someone that decided there's a really good trailer. It's one of the most played. It's the most played trailer to 24-hour period about from release in history, um, and which is pretty amazing. So now it's getting all the parody treatment. And someone, I guess, made a video of the trailer of It and turned it into a cat in the hat. Wow, that's a weird idea. It's a really weird idea, and it actually kind of works. Watch. There you go. She's all ready, Captain. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> Who did this? It's really well done. I think it's just the actual trailer at this point, still. <laughs> From Dr. Seuss's terrifying novel. <laughs> Dairy's not like any time I've ever been in before. People die or disappear six times the national average. And that's just grown-ups. Kids are worse. Way, way worse. We all float down here. I saw something. There was this... Cat. (laughs) Cat. (laughs) Yeah, I saw him too. <laughs> Look, it's all connected by the sewers. That's where it lives. What happened? Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> this September. What? <laughs> Afraid of. Bill, if you'll come with me, you'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. The cat in the hat. I mean, that's pretty, pretty much, funny. It is. It's about eighty percent of just the actual yeah, trailer yeah, for it. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, that you really realize that a, a cat being in your house in a hat 
uh, with all sorts of crazy devices would be terrifying. It's actually not a lovable story at all. It would be really scary. <laughs> um, so that's something to remember. Then we got happens. a guy who built a Nerf dart gun uh, that could actually break the sound barrier. Check this out. This is, uh, so, uh, I wonder, we should try firing this at Jeffy and see just, you know, whether even a Nerf bullet at this t- speed would, would hurt, maybe in the eye or something like that, so we could kind of right. get a good... Right. See, in real time, at full power, it's too fast to even see the dart. You just see the hole in the box appearing by magic. What? At 1,000 frames per second, you see it in just two frames. Here, right there. Uh-huh. And here. Wow. So in one frame, it travels 80 centimeters, which means 800 meters per second. That is Mach 2.351. So 2.3 times the speed of sound. Hmm. That dart. So. It's pretty fast. Depending on conditions, that'd be about 1,300 miles an hour. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's really cool. I mean, through a board with a Nerf gun. Wow. Okay, that could hurt somebody. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how do you know until we... Until we test it. Until we test. That's a great idea. What if we were to... Put Jeffy's head in front of it. Yeah. And just fired it. It just went through a board. No, it probably wouldn't. Yeah, but your your head is harder than a board. Yeah, a board. That was was one of those... It's a flimsy board. Stunt boards. It's a stunt board. I mean, we got to find out, right? That doesn't look legitimate to me. Did it look legitimate to you, Pat? No. no it's BS. I think if we no, fired I'm sure that at you, fine. you'd be, It'd be fine. fine. You'd be fine. This but is the sort of scale. we gotta, we got to burst it. You know, Mythbusters. That's us. <laughs> we owe it to ourselves to check it out. I think so. And to prove And we owe it to the, um, the, the American people. Yes. Or we could do it with one of those metal bullets. You know? Yeah. It's another way to go. And not a Nerf gun. But that's but not what he was testing. I know, but uh, you're right. But, I mean, we might not be able to get his exact gun. I'm so sorry. We'll just use a real gun. <laughs> what about an AR-15? Would yeah, that like work? AR-15 would work, right? Because that probably, I don't know if it's quite as fast. Because so I don't want to have to build the thing that shoots the bullet really no, fast. We that's already fun. have a thing that shoots a bullet really fast. It's yeah. called an AR-15. Now, Jeffy, so. I, we're going to have to, it's gonna, we're going to take it a little easy on you. It's not going to be as fast as the bullet uh, in that particular. <laughs> no, it won't go 1,300 miles an hour. No, it's not. Maybe like 800 yeah, miles like an that. hour. So it'll be easier for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that still sounds fun. Yeah, you okay, bet it does. Right. Sure you does. bet it does. Sure does. Wow, what a sport. <laughs> what a sport, Jeffy. Uh, so uh, Amazon, you can pr- uh, now purchase anything. Um, Approximately 79% of my salary goes directly to <laughs> Amazon.com. In uh, fact, I've, I've just uh, opened an, up an account where uh, uh, half my salary just immediately is direct deposited. Yeah. You, know, you say Amazon. that like that isn't going to happen soon. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. I, I, what I do is I, when I get paid, Mercury sends uh, half of my money to my account. And half of my money directly to Jeff Bezos' account. Right. Um, just so we can have it. You know, so there you go, Jeff. You know, and I'll, I, I don't save know. those steps. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, a pain. It makes it convenient. Um, so uh, I really do order from Amazon yeah, we all do too. the time. I, um, I've always got those boxes in front of the door. All the time. I, I, you know, I don't even know. We, we get so many. Some of them might just be stolen off our front Porch. Oh, God, I, I, I don't know. A lot of times people stuff shows up and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I open it up and go, oh, yeah, I ordered that 24 hours ago. <laughs> wow. It's that bad. Yeah. Um, and that's just actually just a memory problem. It has nothing to do with Amazon. Uh, don't so, you have a wife? 
What? Why are there boxes still out in front of your house? <laughs> Both of you. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Girl Scout cookies are apparently on Amazon now, are, but are they legitimate? Um, you can buy them through third-party sellers. They're offering boxes of Thin Mints, Samoas, and Tagalongs between eight and ten dollars, uh, which is a markup from the four dollars collected by Girl Scouts. Um, these are—they're saying uh, uh, the, uh, the these cookies are on there. They are listed. Um, they are, while these enterprising suppliers may be satisfying cookie enthusiasts who miss their chance to buy directly from their local troop, they're not doing much to underscore the whole point of selling boxes of sugar and lard in the first place. According to Girl Scout spokesperson who spoke with New York Magazine, no legitimate Girl Scouts are selling the cookies on Amazon, meaning that the financial literacy component of the program, collecting money, interacting with customers, and making change, is lost. Worse, the markup that sellers are attributing to shipping and handling may not technically even be legal, uh, with the spokesperson making allusions to getting lawyers involved to issue cease and desist letters. So they are apparently legitimate Girl Scout cookies, um, but uh, they you're not supposed to buy them. Although, you know, I don't look. Hmm. Let's be honest about it. Um, I don't I don't give a rat's ass about their financial. Literacy. <laughs> I, don't, I, I you really the, don't. Either. I want the cookies. Yeah, uh, right. that's that's kind of. That's all important, frankly. I know, and, I know I'm not the only one on that. And today's Spoons episode involves chocolate. Let's get to it right after this. Oh, nice. On Pat and Stu. Yeah, Jeffy, by the way, we're going to need you to step out for this. Because uh, <laughs> you're uh, I don't, overweight. Well, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we true. want all the chocolate. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's Spoons time, and every day we uh, try a couple new products uh, that, you know, I don't know, could relate to you, could maybe help your life uh, also, or scientifically valuable to society mm. for someone like us to test. Fat today, from the chocolatiers at Lint, mm. we've got, uh, mm. hello, my name is Strawberry Cheesecake, and hello, my name is Chocolate Sunday. That's really stupid that they say, hello, my name is. Hello, my name is candy. Strawberry Cheesecake, nice to sweet you. <laughs> Candy doesn't talk. No, no, okay. it does. They're right here. No. Well, I mean, it writes. It doesn't talk. Obviously, it's a texter. Um, so let's try the strawberry cheesecake okay, first. Sure. Jeffy, strawberry cheesecake. Ooh, strawberry cheesecake. I will say, I, I very much like the packaging. I do too. Is this an um, American product? Because it looks strangely. This I don't does know, not foreign. look like made in America. No, it doesn't. Mm. Lint is the brand uh, bringing this to us today. Yes, not like that's not belly button lint, which I, is what I think of when I think of lint. Really? What about dryer lint? It could be dryer lint. Okay. Um, so it's. I'm, you liking it? The smell is good. It smells like mm-hmm. good. you can smell a little bit of strawberry uh, in there. Let's give you a little peek Look inside that. here of, with the uh, little hearts and hello on the chocolates. Yeah, here's what the inside looks like. You got a little nice. uh, little color in there. Let's uh, give it a whirl. All right, little lips with the kiss. Nice uh, the chocolate's too. delicious. The strawberry taste comes through. That's really good. It's stronger strawberry than I actually pictured mm-hmm. it. Um, oh. You get a little of the cream cheese in there too, and I love it. That's delicious. I'm like mm. a kiss. That's really good. I think my wife would love that. Nice to sweet. Too bad there won't be any left by the time <laughs> I get home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, ratings here on the strawberry cheesecake. I mean, I'm trying to picture this in a, like, this is a big bar. Look at the size of the bar of this a chocolate. big bar. Yeah, it's um, huge. I mean, you got uh, two, four, six, eight, ten squares, and the squares are... Uh, you know, pretty big if you see here. Um, 
I mean, that's a lot of strawberry cheesecake chocolate. I don't think I could uh-huh. go through an entire bar of this. It's pretty, pretty, pretty rich. rich. Yeah, um, me either. It's along the lines of like a Cadbury <laughs> chocolate egg with all that cream sauce in, yeah. in it. I'm not. Cr- I mean, the fruit taste super I'm, rich. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's pretty good. I'll give it a. Uh, I'll give it a. Give it a, 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 an eleven. Oh wow! I do like it. I it just. It's. I don't think I get through too much of it. I'm gonna go fifteen on this. Wow, that's pretty good. Jeffy, pretty good. Is there? Do we know a price? Because I mean, I don't, this is, I don't know what the the price point is on these. Eighty four dollars. That's free. Yeah, that's you got too, it for free. They're not, they're not worth eighty four dollars. Well, what's the then you're not going to have any. It doesn't matter how good they are or what they are. This <laughs> is infuriating. Okay, the next one is uh, Lint. Uh, they've got another bar here called the Chocolate Sunday Bar. It looks like it's a chocolate sundae with some maybe some peanuts, peanuts in there. Giant Twix. This is more um, the size of a bar. I think this is about the size of a bar. Does it have peanuts in it? I don't like peanuts in my chocolate at all. Ooh, this has a little stamp, little hearts on it, too. Chocolate so Sunday. All right. I don't think there's peanuts in it. It's got mm. fudge. And cream or a nougat of some kind? There is little peanut pieces in there, but all right, it's pretty minor. I mean, the mm. picture on the outside shows the chocolate sundae with peanuts on it. That's why I said that, but um, mm. it's not an overwhelming taste. I mean, to me, it tastes like chocolate. It's got chocolate inside. fillings and almond pieces. Almond pieces. Um, mm. Mm. Glad good. I didn't get any almond pieces. I don't like almonds. I mean, you can see there. Look how small. You can see there are little pieces in there. I mean, but it's so small you can't. Yeah, right. so you did get some. Yeah, they're all. It looks like almond dust. I would say I would describe it as almond dust in there. You yeah, even, I, I, I hate nuts, camera. but I can handle that. It's, yeah, that's that's really good too. I'll give that a fifteen mm, as well. Man. Yeah, I go a little higher. I'll give it a give it a thirteen. It's a little bit. I like them both, but like, it, it's not. There's nothing. It's not like a a candy bar. It's it's really just like that sort of pure chocolate. And to me, like. A few pieces of this is good for me. Like I don't, I don't need to go crazy on them. Yeah, uh, Jeffy, you're rating for the uh, chocolate sundae. Well, not bad. What, do we know the price point on this? Thirty-eight dollars. Yes, yeah, it's not worth thirty-eight. It's not worth. It's it's right. It's not priced it's at not thirty-eight dollars. Not worth thirty-eight dollars. That not, should not. It's not a. It's not cost-benefit analysis <laughs> that you might be doing for the first time in your entire life. All you no, have to do is say what you like. Nothing to do with this. To one to eighteen. On a scale of one to eighteen, douche. What is it? What did you give it, Pat? Oh None of your business. What do you I give it? I want to know what you gave it. I'm not going to tell you. Give right. us a number. Give us, for the love of heaven, one number. 42. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's, uh, can we do a quick, um, uh, before, we have, uh, we, before we go to break, I want to show you this video. We've been holding on to it for a few days. It's a video of a, of a newscaster. Where is it? Uh, in Australia. In Australia. She's in Sydney. Natasha Exelby. And it's pretty funny. It's because it's, uh, we always joke around about having this happen. Mm-hmm. But this actually happened where she is, I mean, completely daydreaming, playing with her pen on air in the news report. And back to her they come. Her reaction is amazing. Watch. Melanie Vukovic, ABC News, Mount Sylvia. Now to speak with <laughs> Meredith Sheehan. That can't be real. Yeah, no, I think it is. Come on. Actually, I heard yesterday uh, that she got fired. What? Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Ooh, I, gotta, uh, I don't. I didn't hear that because she had already. I will she say t- it was on some. It was on Fox, one of the Fox shows, and I don't know. She had she tweeted already. Thank you for all your generous support. They uh, said that in the story that I heard that she had tweeted, but they actually were. They actually. I, I, I don't think it was suspended. I think they said they fired her. Oh, we got fired. Let's see that one more time because yeah, that's it's pretty good. It's a really weird reaction. I mean. Is this your first day on the job, or? Melanie Vukovic, ABC News, Mount Sylvia. She handles it good, though. Now to sport with Meredith Sheehan. 
<laughs> so good. She's just contemplating her pen. I wonder existentially uh, what the pen is feeling now on its on the inside. ABC says re- presenter won't be fired. Oh, good. Okay. I mean, oh, okay. report was incorrect. I mean, then. she she should have known. She was surprised. Why? Well, yeah, it wasn't that big a deal. I know. That didn't even look like a real reaction to me. It looks like she's made up. Yeah. I don't think. It, I think she like just really was like, holy crap. It looked to me. Pretty real. <laughs> weird. And we're oh. smack dab in the middle of baseball season while we're sitting here eating our fat faces with chocolate. Um, mm. Martha Stewart ruined a no hitter for the for the Yankees yesterday. Oh, Michael Pineda, right? Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's pitching a, a great game, and she tweets out, "It's the top of the seventh here at Yankee Stadium, and the Yankees are pitching a perfect game versus the Tampa Rays." And people went crazy. Two batters later, Longoria hits a double. <laughs> it sucks. Sucks for Martha Stewart ruining everyone. I have news for you. Then. Martha Stewart wasn't responsible. No, for she was. What? She Regardless was. of no, whether she was. No, you can't talk tweeted. about that when you're in a no hitter. You no, can't you talk can, about you, it. Yeah, you can. No, yeah, you, you can. can. I'm still, no it's a rule. Fascinated on the news anchor that was surprised there, Jeff. You wouldn't know anything about that considering you were caught urinating on the air, would you? <laughs> Standing right now. Hi. Hi. It is Pat and Sue and uh, Pat is over there. And so uh, (laughs) we're still under. We're actually not even. We're exaggerating. You're right. Jeffy's actually underselling the reaction. (laughs) All right. Okay. Here comes the Glenn segment. Oh yeah. Here he is about uh, ISIS right now. National Security Advisor um, H.R. McMaster was on Fox News Sunday yesterday. And he had an interesting take because we've kind of gotten these conflicting views from the administration. What's a priority, Assad or ISIS? And uh, he answered that question. The Trump administration seems to be sending mixed signals this weekend. U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley says that uh, getting rid of Assad is a priority. On the other hand, Secretary of State Tillerson says that first we have to get rid of ISIS, destroy ISIS, Assad can wait. So which is it? How does the president see this playing out in Syria? Well, both Secretary Tillerson and Ambassador Haley are, are right about this. I mean, it's what we really need to do and what everyone who's involved in this conflict needs to do is to do everything they can to resolve this civil war, to, to, to halt this humanitarian catastrophe, this political catastrophe, not only in Syria, but in a catastrophe that is affecting the greater Middle East, it's affecting Europe, and it's a threat to, to, to the American people as well. And so to do that, what, what's, gonna, what's required is some kind of a political solution to that very complex problem. And what Ambassador Haley pointed out is it's very difficult to understand how a political solution uh, could, could result from a continuation of the Assad regime. Now, what we're not saying that we are the ones who are going to affect that change. What we're saying is other countries have to ask themselves some hard questions. Russia should ask themselves, what are we doing here? Why are we supporting this murderous regime that is committing mass murder of its own population and using the most heinous weapons available? So I think that while people are really anxious to find uh, to find inconsistencies in those statements, they are in fact very consistent in terms of what is the ultimate political objective in Syria. So he didn't answer the question. 
He kind of said they're both right. Yeah. So it's base, like the baseball player is, going, I just uh, wanted yeah. to contribute today. I just wanted to get out there and be a part of the but solution. I think what's significant <laughs> about this is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Bannon's less... Trump ran on America first. We're going to deal with our problems. We're not going to get involved in other areas of the world. But what you can see after the serious strike last week is Bannon's influence shrinking and Mattis and McMaster's influence growing at the White House. There's been that conflict between the Kushner wing and the Bannon wing, but it's the Madison McMaster wing that's actually winning this. So tell me about those two. What do they believe? I, I've, I've, <clears throat> I could predict the um, Obama administration pretty well and get into their heads. When we were at Fox News, I was in their head. And you do it because you knew the people around the president. You knew the president's background. Nobody wanted to look into the Marxist background, but you knew that's where his, that, that liberation theology was at the core of Barack Obama and at the core of the people surrounding him. So it wasn't hard. I cannot predict. I don't know what this means. So what well, does this mean? I think this means is Mattis is still going to have a, their target is still to take out ISIS. But with Assad, the, the strike that we saw last week was what Mattis proposed to Obama in 2013. Almost forbatim the strike he proposed to them. That was his region of the country. That was the region of his world, the world that he was responsible for in 2013. So I think for Mattis and McMaster, anytime Assad takes that step, they're going to step in. But I think they're working to get Russia to deal with Assad diplomatically. Um, but Russia I don't, won't overturn Assad. They'll leave Assad in there. Yeah, I don't... The thing with, with Mattis and McMaster, what, what I like, I like that they're... Like, McMaster's doing well with what he's doing at the National Security Council. Mattis and... Ma, I served under General Mattis. I was there when McMaster was, was still uh, involved. They're not political guys. They're all about kicking butt, pretty much. That's what they're all about. I mean, that's what, you know, I, and you, I guarantee you McMaster had a huge hand in getting uh, uh, Bannon off the, uh, off the National Security Council. And that's great. The whole point of not, of not having that guy there is because you don't want a political agenda inserted into what's supposed to be about security. Like, you don't have a political agenda in that. Like, if Bannon would have still been there, he'd have been like, no, 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 we're not attacking Syria because of that doesn't go along with whatever political agenda we're, we're, you know, we're pointing to. And then McMaster would be like, whoa, 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 that has nothing to do. I don't, care. I don't care. I don't give a crap about the political agenda. The only thing I care about is this security situation, this security situation. So that, to answer your question, that, that's what they're all about. And I, I'm kind of... But, but the problem is, unlike every other president, I've known the core of the president... And then I've known the core of the people around him. I don't know the core of the president. I don't know the core. He has one. I don't, I don't, he doesn't have one. <clears throat> what about does. his family? Does his family have a core? I mean, I they're know. Yeah, even his pretty... aides uh, are saying, you know, over the weekend, he supposedly gave this ultimatum for this feud between the Kushner camp and the Bannon camp. He told them to bury the hatchet or else, supposedly. And so they all go to Mar-a-Lago and have this big confab without the president. And, you know, the latest is that Priebus supposedly brokered a deal to kind of calm things down, smooth it over. But inside the White House, supposedly, people, you know, obviously don't think it's a good sign for Bannon that he was kicked off the Security Council. So he's kind of on the outs. And, and you know, you can't, you can't picture the president. I mean, between the two, he's not going to pick Bannon over his son-in-law, right? No. 
So fact, that's the only thing I think that ousts you is going against Trump. Yep. Yeah. And part of going against him is going against his family. Right? There's also but that's part of the thing that inside the White House, even these various camps, they don't even know like what direction the president's going in. So he's being pulled, I think, in three different areas. But you've got the you've got the Bannon wing, you've got yeah. the Priebus wing, and you've got the Kushner Ivanka wing, each pulling for the presidents to be the central power in the White House. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to get axed at the end of this. It's not going to be Ivanka and Jared. I just can't figure out the game that's being played. For instance, let's go, let's go to the filibuster. Filibuster was nuked. Mm-hmm. Um, who does that work? To whose advantage? I mean, I thought it worked to the advantage of the Republicans, but now because it was so back burner, nobody ever talked about it, the Republicans didn't have to pay for that sin in the press. And so now they're going to, when they step up with a new one, it won't be a rehash of what we've already gone through. There should have been more pushback on the the nuke option, but there wasn't. Not from the press, nobody. I think part of the reason there wasn't pushback is because the precedent had been set by the Democrats over and over with I this I don't think now. so. I don't buy that for a second. You don't think so? I no. I think that's a huge part of it that a lot of people, it's really hard to, I, in that scenario, not be consistent. The president, the, it's been set for the last eight years that you don't look into the, pre, the ties that people have with the president, and they're doing it now. Yeah. So what I think that president is, Democrats learned in 2013 when they blew up the filibuster for judicial nominees below the Supreme Court was people didn't care. And then what the Republicans learned this time is blowing up the filibuster for the Supreme Court. People don't care. They're not interested in it. So where I think Republicans run into some trouble is we've already blown up one filibuster. Now we've blown up the Supreme Court one. The next one and the last filibuster left is legislative filibuster. So who's going to do it first? Because people don't care. So if somebody decides to blow up the, the filibuster on legislation... Political majorities are never permanent. The average length of um, majority in the Senate is about eight years. Since the Senate started being directly elected by the people in 1919, we've changed about 12 times. And on average, it's, some are longer than others, but the average is eight years of power. So Republicans have about four to six more years before they're out of power. If we decide to blow up the legislative filibuster, what's going to stop Democrats from passing cap and trade on 51 votes? So this is the pendulum swinging back exactly. harder and so, faster every time. While Republicans in the short term might benefit from maybe, you know, right now it's just Supreme Court. But if they decide to blow up the legislative filibuster, which is just the next step on that slope, we might have a good time passing tax reform or repealing Obamacare fully. But then when the Democrats take control, which they inevitably will, what are they going to use to pass with 51 votes? So- and, it's, and it's swung so far left on the Democrat side. With Bernie Sanders and all like the young kids now coming up, they're going to be voting in just a few 51 years. 51 votes. But you don't think that they would have been the ones to nuke the filibuster anyway? I mean, if, if this is what it's coming to and the pendulum is just swinging back and forth harder and harder each time, when it's their turn... What, what would have stopped them from being the one to do it? And then well, we're in the, do the judicial. They'll do the judicial one. What Caleb is saying is, if they move into right. legislative branch, now you're... Mitch McConnell has promised he's not going to touch it during this Congress. <laughs> but his quote was, this Congress. What happens after the 2018 election? Republicans are most likely going to keep the Senate in 2018. 
are they going to blow up the legislative filibuster in two years? Because eventually Democrats will take power back. So they have to know that. They have to know the long-term implications of what they're doing. So what is their thinking? Are they really that short-sighted to where they're not thinking about the consequences of it? Or is there something that, that we don't see? And I'm genuinely asking. They're I just going to have so much good questions. that everyone will love what they do. That's I know, it'll just keep going forever. Oh, hang on. Is that a unicorn flying out of your butt? <laughs> <laughs>